No, I don't know. See, I'm not sure. I have no idea if that's going to work. You have no idea. No, you have no idea. You know what? Chuck, do you have any idea? You can't handle the truth. Okay. None of us have an idea. (laughs) What? But can you handle the truth? I can't. Probably not. You can't handle the truth. In a bunch. What's that one? That's a belch. No, above that. (laughs) Above that. God damn it, Jay. (laughs) All right, let's test it out. (laughs) Bye. What's the difference between a hippo and a zippo? What's that? One's really heavy, and the other one is a little lighter. Oh, jeez. Oh, wow. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Oh, that was successful. Got something for that on your soundboard? <laughs> uh, let's find out. Uh, Welcome to We're Not Nordic, episode 9. I'm your host, Chuck. That's your other host, Jay. And Hi. This is the voice of our very first in the history of the podcast special guest. Say hello. Hello. We're sitting here with the one, the only... Paul, please introduce yourself. Uh, Paul Brown. He's Hi. A, he's an international man of mystery. He's a a known bon vivant. A Hawaiian wow. shirt aficionado. <laughs> an all-around legend, Paul Brown. Stop. So, um, you want to pull up uh, where we're going to start, as we always do with uh, emails. You want to pull up the, the email so we can read it, Jay? Sure, not a problem. Paul, you want to, uh, you want to answer one of your 85 texts that you haven't answered on your phone? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, this, this email, Don't judge me. This okay. email comes from friend of the show, Justin P. Hi, guys. I just finished the last episode, and I really enjoyed it. Do you guys have any movies that you watch over and over again? Final question, Ed Norton or Nicolas Cage? Oh, yeah! Jesus Christ. All right, let's get a start. <laughs> um, so we're, we're going to do you one better here, Justin P. We're going to uh, actually uh, do all do our top five movies we can watch over and over again. Uh, but first, I guess we'll go around the room on the second question. Uh, Jay, Nick Cage or Ed Norton? See, this is the thing. I was, This is my problem. And I always say this is the thing when I try and start something that, uh, you know, <clears throat> I think that I can talk about. I looked and tried to compare the movies. Mm-hmm. About Ed Norton and Nick Cage. Right. And I was like, you know, Nick Cage, wow, trash, 100%. But then you look back and you're like, not so much. Was Guarding Tess that bad? Yes. I don't think it was. No, I don't think it was. <laughs> but that, and, and uh, when you go to Ed Norton, if you look at his, the movies, 1998, we got American History X. And then 99, years. 99, we got Fight Club. 25th Hour. You guys a fan of that movie? 25th I love Hour? that movie. Me too. I love that movie. So, yep. that, so that's where I'm at. I'm a little conflicted. Death to Smoochie is pretty good too. Which is very shocking. Have you seen that movie, Paul? I have seen Death to Smoochie, but not in a while. Okay, fair enough. Me either. It, if I think of recognizability or uh, more movies that I feel like I could pick out in a quick list, I feel like Nicolas Cage makes that list. Yeah. I also fair. personally feel that maybe Nicolas Cage is a bit more of a uh, versatile, playing ranges from super serious to out of his mind roles, and judging by the fact you almost choked on your own spit, I, I, I think that you disagree, Jay. Um, maybe I just like Nicolas Cage better because he's just a little bit more off the wall all oh, the time. Definitely oh, yeah, that's yeah. Ed that's Norton is definitely a better actor when it comes to real, real movies. But then again, Nick Cage has that Oscar. What was it for? Leaving Las Vegas. Okay. 
But I'll tell you what, and I'm gonna adaptation. Tell you, that's a great movie. I felt that it was dog. Really? Yes. I really like that movie. What about you, Paul? All I know is that his alias in National Treasure was Paul Brown, and I've never been able to get over that. So he's okay, fair enough. Okay, me, understood. Let me let me let me give you the triumvirate of why I'm going with Nicolas Cage. Go ahead. Keep in mind, he did these three right in a row. You got The Rock. You got Con Air. You got, got face off. And then City of Angels, but let's let's uh, Snake Eyes, which was shot in our fair city. In which, Atlantic you know, City, correct. Yeah, that, you know, the, he gets some points for that, but dude, Con Air, when's the last time you saw Con Air? But look at every year. Look at every year. 1996, 1997, 1998. Yeah, 1999, not so much, but the year 2000. I like 8mm. Still... You don't like 8mm? 8mm was alright, but I think that's the weakest of the bunch that was there. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, he. Uh, <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I thought he did very good in Kick-Ass. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I thought he was very, excellent in that. Very, very good. What do you think about, what was he, super, was he supposed to be Superman and the whole thing was dropped by Tim Burton and yeah, all that kind of jazz? Of Superman yeah, there's a movie about it. Superman yeah. Lives was the name of the movie and it was completely dropped and now they made a documentary, The Death of Superman Lives. There's a, I think Kevin Smith did it. Right? Yeah, yeah, I watched it and, and it's funny because... Um, there's footage of him doing the costume test as Superman, right? I've seen and he's that. still got his long stringy hair from Con Air, so it's it's <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny looking. All right, so so where are we stand? I'm I'm Nick Cage all the way. I'm no Nick question. Cage. I'm Ed Norton. Oh shit, two to one. That's all right. Well, Justin P, you got to write in again and uh, tell us where you come down on this argument. So uh, yeah, let us know, bro. Tell us where you stand. Anybody else? Not NordicPod at gmail.com. And also, I feel like I don't say this enough. We have a Facebook page. Uh, just look up We're Not Nordic. Chuck and Jay. Um, so, who wants to go first? Five movies you can watch over and over. Well, let's let the guests go first. All right, go first. Now, am I doing my five in a row, or Just are we doing one, 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 one? We'll one, go one. one and circle around. <laughs> okay, for me, Back to the Future two. Oh, two. Wow, bravo! Yep. Bravo! bravo. Why, so why two in, instead of the OG? <laughs> so it was the first one that I remember really going nuts about, and they had the toy—not the toys, but they had the promotion at Pizza Hut with the special sunglasses from the future, and they did this whole commercial thing. You can look up the Pizza Hut Back to the uh, Future 2 commercial on it, and I love the concept of futuristic stuff. Weren't those the sunglasses that look kind of like Brett the Hitman Hearts? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yes. okay. And then they had the other one that was like a big triangle, then the other John Lennon glasses with the cowls on them and everything. <laughs> okay. Um, the fact that I remember the specifics of each one shows that I've done a lot in my life, but that came out when I was like six. I want to say I was like six, maybe seven, something like that. Yeah, that's it was just right. really impressionable, and it was a right. fun sci-fi. I didn't understand a lot of the banter that was going on, but I loved the whole futuristic thing. Wow, nice. And plus, nice. Elizabeth Shoe's much hotter than the original Jennifer, but that's that's a different story. Fair enough. <laughs> um, so I guess I'll go next. Then go ahead. Uh, so uh, Groundhog Day. I watch that once a year. Okay. On Groundhog Day, I've got weird movie traditions. No, I have an issue with that movie. Really? I really do. I like it. It's a really good movie. But don't you think that it shows how shallow the woman really is? You know, before, it was, she was like, I won't date you. I need to learn something about you. <laughs> and then one day, she's not around him, sees him playing the piano, wants to bang him. Mm. Folks, really think deep about that. That's, the, that's her first interaction with him. Mm. Was given that long speech in the morning and then seen him play, play piano at night. But, Folks, but he doesn't think about sm- it. He doesn't smash the first night. But no, but she, he got her to stay the night, though. He did. And she spent, how much was it, Paul? Uh, 200 yeah, and something cents. $39 or something like that. You disappoint. I thought <laughs> you would have that. I, I, should, I, <laughs> you should. I, I should. I should know that. I think that it's is in your wheelhouse. something, yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, and then the next day she is talking about uh, renting a house with him in Punxsutawney. So, yeah, think about that, folks. That was one day. Don't forget that. 
All that other stuff didn't happen. The ice cream, the fudge. Folks, <laughs> really break it down. But man, it's a funny movie. No, I agree. No, it's good. But if you really think about it, she's a real wow meanie. I, man, I got, I'm going to have to look at it a whole new way next time I watch yeah, it. Yeah, break it down while you watch it. It gets interesting when you think about it like that. All right, what do you have? I have the burps. Uh, uh, no shit. This, this is the, <laughs> the hell you say, good sir. It's that mixture of comedy and horror. I love it. I love the acting. I love everything about it. You got Dern. Dern. You got Hanks. You got Corey. And you got Mr. Mooney from the Lucille Ball show. You know what I mean? You got them all. Who was that? Was that Walter? Yes. Okay. So, great movie. Yeah, no, I got, I got no arguments with that. All right. Peebo Bryson. Back to the Future Part 1. Oh, really stretching out here. Fair. <laughs> and it just, it started the greatest science fiction trilogy of all time. It started an entire pop culture movement. The only reason I say pop uh, science, science fiction trilogy is because Star Wars is technically not a trilogy. It's a saga, and there's nine movies. And I have to agree with you, the only solid trilogy that exists... Actual trilogy. Actual trilogy. Three movies and done. Right. No... No live-action television shows, no reunions, no nothing like that. Two seasons on an animated series doesn't count. <laughs> Best trilogy, one, two, three, one and done, that was ever created. Now, before that, I would say that Indiana Jones was the best trilogy in my OP. Okay. Be but then when they came with the Crystal Skull... It trash. became not a trilogy. That trash. was a Rudy Poo candy-ass movie, you know, if you ask me. Trash. I didn't hate Crystal Skull as much as a lot of other people did because, one main reason, they kept the original punch sounds. <laughs> Fair <laughs> they enough. They didn't fuck up the punch sounds. You're a stickler and for your sound effects. I'm I a have to agree. for my sound effects. And I don't know why I'm talking, because this is your answer. <laughs> this is yours. This is yeah, yeah. The first oh, that's one. right, right. Yeah, yeah. It is mine. I, we, you started saying Indiana Jones, yeah, and yeah. I went back. Um... Yeah, honestly, I would say the two, If, but unfortunately now you can't consider Indiana Jones a trilogy. Right, exactly. And that's, soon that's it's going to be saying. a subtopology once the fifth one comes out and Harrison uh, Ford's 96 years old. Yeah, he's definitely going to be like running across the desert with a walker or something. Mm -hmm. Dude, Harrison Ford, he belongs in a museum. He does. <laughs> Boom, oh, from the movie, God. quoted. But yeah, uh, no, I'll tell you, uh, I don't watch Back to the Future as much as some, but uh, I mean, the last time I watched it, I remember thinking like this, this thing really still works. Like, exactly. It's really, it's... Just a lot of fun and really clever, and yeah, great fucking movie. One of the best days of my life was last year when I went out to California, and I found the McFly house. I went there, and I just stared at it for a half an hour. <laughs> That's awesome. That's it. I was, I, I was there alone. Did, I, was, I was out. Did you do the whole tour, like go to the mall? And do I all didn't that? have time to do the whole okay. tour. I went to Universal Studios that day by myself, did the backlot tour, so I got to see the courtyard for Hill Valley and all that, which was amazing. I was something I always wanted to see since I was a little kid. Went to the McFly house, and then I, I just you know went on with the rest of my day. Did get to see Twin Pines Mall, though. Nice. That was... Almost cried. Almost cried, because I didn't realize where I was going. Some friends surprised me and took me there. Like, hold on. At a point, I'm like, this... Oh, my God. Oh, my God! <laughs> Here, a quick aside. Um, Jay, have you ever gone? Have you ever visited some place where they filmed something? Uh, do not. Well, I mean, yeah, it was in Atlantic City where they. But like specifically, uh, like uh, went to be like, oh, this is where such and such was filmed. I would need to think about that. I'm pretty sure I have, but I cannot recall at this moment. Is that your only one, Paul? Or that I've been to? Yeah. I mean, I've been to Alcatraz. Oh, yeah. How much that really? The kept. Rock, bro. The, we are from an elevated position, rock. right? And I did go to that spot where the telephone booth used to be in Ocean's Eleven in front of Trump Plaza. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I um, 
So I <laughs> was there. I was in New York with my friend one time, and we were, we were driving around, and I, I I yelled at him to stop, and he's like, "Why?" I was like, "That's a Ghostbusters firehouse." So oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Number eight. Yeah, very good, so very good, very I good. jump in. So I guess that'll segue into. Uh, I, I would probably say Ghostbusters would be my next pick. Okay. okay. There we go, and we got it in the car right now. We got Chuck J. Paul Brown. Paul Brown. <laughs> It's funny because I remember, like, I, I saw Ghostbusters for the first time when I was like four years old. Yep. And okay. I didn't really like. I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, it's got like the monsters and stuff are cool. But like, I didn't realize how funny that movie was until I saw it when I was a little older. You know. Do you, do, but you know what's funny? You said that Back to the Future one and Ghostbusters. For me, when I was a kid and I saw those movies, I consider those horror movies. Yeah. Especially, especially when, you know, Rick Moranis is running away from that monster. Oh, the dog? Yeah, yeah like, yeah, yeah. like those. the dog? Right, the those... scene with the, with, with the refrigerator when it, it grabs Sigourney Weaver and the arm out of thing, that was horrifying when yes. I was a kid. <laughs> How, what, when did that come out? 1984? 84, But I, yeah. I was only born in 83, so I probably saw it when I was like five or six. Yeah. As far as actual, like, impression on me goes... Ghostbusters actually had more of an impression on me than Back to the Future because of all the toys, all yeah. the marketing. Right. I used to run around super fresh in Northfield with my proton pack, kicking over boxes of the series, saying, that's a ghost. And I was like, you know you got, we got to pay for that now. <laughs> but it was a ghost, and I busted it. Wow. <laughs> I, man, uh, this might be the first time in the history of the podcast where I'm speechless. <laughs> that's excellent. Well, you're in the presence of a Ghostbuster. <laughs> and I would be too. Jay? I would have to say my next movie... We'll go down the list. I'll say The Great Outdoors. John Candy. John Candy, kindred spirit. Right. Love him. One of the things he loved to do was cook lasagna for the people he worked with. The last <laughs> thing he did before he died was cook lasagna for everybody. No shit. Yeah, and I, I, think, that. I think that is one of the best movies that he did. And it was just so awesome he was able to do it with Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Because they rarely got to work together. And I think it was awesome that that's the movie they did together, and it was just flawless. He was hilarious. The story was a little weird. They had to throw that whole thing with the girl, you know, but mm-hmm. I don't know. My question is, is when did you first see that movie? Because that's not a movie yeah. that's akin to Ghostbusters, uh, uh, Back to the Future, and those movies that, like, had mass marketing to them. That was, like, a that was an adult movie. Yeah. Well, did you see that as a kid, or was that... Th- th- that's the funny thing, is because Chuck and I actually talked about this on the last podcast, is that when I was a kid, I saw the movie Parenthood. Okay. Right. That is not a kid's movie. Not and right. I remember seeing it as a child right. and not understanding anything but enjoying it. Like the movie Roxanne, starring okay. Steve Martin. You saw that movie. You don't have to put on the red. Is that the one? Yes. Where, yeah. where he got the, the, the three foot long nose? Right. And he, some joke about it and you sneeze, it's goodbye Cincinnati yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's based on Shakespeare's you know, Cyrano de Bergerac. Cyrano de Bergerac. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I saw a lot of those movies when I was young. Then I guess maybe I shouldn't have. But, I mean, <laughs> I guess... I yeah. wasn't really monitored. It was like, this is a movie that's out. It's that's, supposed to be funny. We watch it. And I was just a, a, a quiet kid sitting on the couch watching it. That's right. how it was when we were growing up. Right. You know, I probably saw Nightmare on Elm Street when I was like six. I saw Revenge of the Nerds when I was seven. Yeah, it's, it definitely <laughs> helped. Sad. 80s so, boobs. So, <laughs> number three, Paul. Uh, Back to the Future, part three. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what? I, I'm with you. I mean, that movie was awesome. I like that actually bet. I think that's. Mine goes three, two, one. See, oh, what's crazy shit. is that yeah. you're. You're one of the few people that I've ever met that actually holds part three up with one and two. So many people think part three is the week of the three. Now, 
I struggle because I love I love the entire saga in itself. I've right. read the comic books outside of it that that are canon to the story. I played the video game, which is canon to the movies, but takes a different yeah. spots. But the fact that two and three were filmed as one movie, right. and it was supposed to be one movie called Paradox. Really? Yeah. But wow, they decided it was going to be too long. You can actually find a Paradox theme Back to the Future logo T-shirt on CulturePop.com if you're looking for one. Oh wow, shit. check it out, <laughs> CulturePop.com. Um, That's with Culture a, with a K. By culture the way. with a K. Um, but it was, I, I, I loved my my growing up. My stepfather loved the old west. He loved spaghetti westerns. He loved war movies and stuff like that. And the western part of it was just so cool to see. Like. I felt like they did so well on it, and I was blown away that Mad Dog Tannen was actually the same guy who played Biff and all the other yeah. movies, because I thought he looked so different. Wow. I thought he looked so different. So, when that came out, and I was seven, eight or so, like, it was just, I always wanted to see a part four, and I remember them reading, I remember them reporting that there was going to be a part four and five that were the adventures of Doc Brown afterwards with his family. Um, I was incredibly disappointed that never happened, but now I look back on it, I'm very happy that they kept it just as a trilogy because it doesn't need any changing. I don't care any um, continuity errors. I don't care anything like that. I've probably studied the Back to the Future franchise more than anything else I've ever studied in my life to know <laughs> stuff about it. It's like, if I could get a degree, like if I could get a bachelor's degree in, you know, in in Back to the Futurology, I probably would be able to get one. And you'd probably be an excellent teacher as well. Yes, indeed. And uh, Doc's kids were named what, by the way? What's that? Doc's kids were named what, by the way? Uh, Jules and Vern. There you go. Now, now, I had a joke. I think I shared this with you before about how I asked you how Marty McFly got hepatitis. Ah, uh, man, I remember this in a very cloudy fashion. <laughs> he was sharing needles. Anyway, so uh, let's <laughs> oh, let's God. move on yeah. to the next. Hey, guys. I gotta keep it. I got my. Right. Oh shit! <laughs> you number three, right, Chuck? Yeah, yeah. Batman '89. Okay, Ooh. very yeah. good. Um, I just I was it, not. Was it the that. Prince soundtrack that got you? Because I that I that I hate Prince. I love that album. Yeah, me too. I just I, watched I don't Batman '89 three days ago. Wow. Okay, and so was just as happy with it as I am as I was when I saw it when I was six. Okay, so uh, let me let me let me bring it back to sorry. To, let me bring it back to Chuck's childhood for a minute. Here. All right. Uh, and I'll tie it in uh, the way that Paul and I originally met. Uh, like a lot of children of divorce, I only saw my father on weekends growing up, and um, I ended up meeting Paul because he lived around the corner from my dad's girlfriend, later to be wife. And, uh, you know, we kind of bonded because we were into the same stupid adolescent shit. Like, you know, jumping our bikes over hills and having fake gunfights and stuff. And injuring and, Jake by accident. Yeah, yeah Jake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jake was my uh, stepbrother. And anyway, so, yeah, so he, every Saturday morning, we watched Batman 89 on VHS. Every morning for every Saturday for, must have been two years. So, I yeah. mean, I, I, could probably, I could probably recite that shit for you. And, um, you know, we, we, we talked a couple podcasts ago about... Uh, Chaboy Jack versus Chaboy Heath. Right, yeah, we did. And uh, now Chaboy Joachim. Well, you know what? I, you know, I've also I've been watching uh, the cartoons, so you could also throw Chaboy Mark Hamill into the discussion. Okay. Um, I yeah. hate this discussion. <laughs> Why? Because it's always such a dark road to go down. And <laughs> oh wait, who do you pick? Who's the best? Oh, yeah, who's just- Chaboy then? Who do you say is Chaboy? Uh, Chaboy Jack. Okay. Because, I think I said but here's, 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 here's yeah. what you have to understand: is that I feel like I teeter. I, I like I, I definitely teeter. I will say I teeter between Heath and Jack. Okay. Now, Jack was 
completely wildly crazed unhinged and when I watched Batman 89 the other night I legitimately sat there and watched every single one of his movements and yeah. the way he acted closer than I ever had before and I was blown away by how well he did and how well he got into character like you ever see that video footage of him behind the sh uh, scenes of The Shining where he's amping himself up yeah. and he's getting oh, no. all crazy and he's taking fake swings <laughs> with the axe and he's like holy shit the guy really dives in but then you had the Joker that was that like disturbed, twitchy type. And yeah. now you have Joaquin Phoenix, which is that rejected, angry, vengeful, what it seems, Joker that wants to just get back at everyone for how he was treated. I think each three of those Jokers were motivated by different things. Jack Napier was motivated by revenge for falling into the vat at Axis Chemicals and because he was crazy anyway. This well, wasn't he set up? Wasn't that, wasn't that supposed to be yeah, a whole he, setup? It was, was supposed to be I a think, setup, but that's not how it was supposed to go down. Well, no, exactly. I, well, I think, wasn't he supposed... I thought it was well, you because... you just watched it, right? Yeah, I just so, yeah. I, th I thought that Jack Palance set him up because, right. because he was banging his girl. Right. Like, I thought, Jack Palance initially set him up, but he set him up to get shot by the cops. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's when, why you said that car. Yeah, yeah, so okay. he just went deranged because... You know, oh, I got set up, and now I'm disfigured, so now I'm losing my mind, just like completely unhinged. Whereas Heath Ledger's Joker is obviously unhinged, yes, but you have those delicate intricacies of different types of unhinged. You're right, because when he answered that, mirror. Yeah. Mirror! Yeah, yeah the, like the, the, the break right there. And that exact same part was when he was, um, when Heath Ledger's joke was saying, look at me, look at me, look at me! That same thing, but it's from a different point of madness. And I see each one of those Jokers as a different point of madness, but then you have Cesar Romero's Joker, which was just campy 60s madness. I don't even think you should be in the in the running. You know, you know At the age of 40, you have to say it or else everybody... You hates. know why he gets some credit ten is four, because he four. refused to shave his mustache. So he's got a fucking white mustache That's underneath true. his paint. I, I, love, <laughs> really? I love that. Wow, okay. I was not that observant, I guess. But yeah, I mean, and Jack has so many good quotables. Yeah, yeah. I'm I, glad you're dead. I love. I'm glad you're dead. I love when he uh, does the impression of Jack Palance when he grabs. Yeah. You. Oh my number one. My number one. <laughs> yeah. Great, great movie. Number right. three. All right, now see. There, there's one that, of course, that I watch, but I, I take, I take it off the list. Mm -hmm. Goonies is not on the list. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, I enjoy it, yes, but that's we'll, off the we'll list. We'll call it an honorable mention. Honorable mention. I would say Brain Scan, the wow. movie that I gave you yeah, for your so, punching bag. So we'll be talking a lot about Brain Scan in episode 10. Um, I, I liked it. You know, I, so we'll just we'll, we'll leave oh, it at that. Oh, spoiler alert, guys. You should have hit 15. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Plus 15, that shit. This, this is what else. This is how it was introduced to me. One o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. over our friend Spencer's house. Yeah. I was going to leave. He said, you want to watch a movie real quick before you head out? I said, no. He's like, it's got Edward Furlong in it. I said, not interested. He's like, it's got a <laughs> demon that dances to Primus. And has a nose ring. And I said, put it on. <laughs> so I stayed there until the movie was over, and it gave me this weird feeling. I know I've talked about this on other podcasts, but the feeling it gave me when a lot of stuff is said that the, that the demon says to the character, Michael Brower, yeah, yeah. it made me feel uncomfortable. There's a scene where he actually says... I'll just spoil it, I guess. He says, kill yourself. Yeah. Be with your mother. And that made me feel, I don't know. It gave me this feeling like, wow, this isn't, this doesn't feel right for a movie to be doing this. And I kind of like that uh, edginess of it, I guess. The, uh, you're taken aback by something. Yes, big time. Yeah. It's, it's a, that it's, doesn't happen very often. That, and 
I suggest you watch it. It's, it's a cool movie. I, 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 John I Wick when it. the dog died. Haven't been able to watch it since. Oh, you know God, what? And that's movie. exactly that's exactly what Chuck <laughs> said. I, I've been meaning to lend to lend those to you. You'll love those movies. Yeah, so I'm he, telling you. He said it's not going to be a punching bag though. So no, because everybody loves John Wick. <laughs> the, the John Wick, and we could revisit this another time. The John Wick uh, three movies, soon to be four. Maybe the pin- pinnacle of action cinema. Okay. I stand. I stand by. They're it. damn good. Like I said, I just. I can't watch part one anymore because I just start thinking about a dog dying, and I'm like, all right, all right, all right. So, all right, so, all right let's recap. Mine are the Burbs, Great Outdoors, Brain Scan. Mm-hmm. Paul, Back, Back to the Future, Future Trilogy, one. Back to the Future Three, <laughs> Two, One. Uh, and then what did I do? I did um, Groundhog Day. Ghostbusters and Batman 89. Do you okay. want to do a couple honorable mentions? Yeah, sure. I, I guess oh, we're we doing five, right? Five, yeah. yeah. All right. So, my, so we'll do, we'll I, do I five, can... then we'll do honorable mentions. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my other two are ones that have already been mentioned. Uh, so I'll, you know, Ghostbusters. Okay. So no movie had more impressionability on me as a kid. As far as like, I had the suit, had the proton pack, all the toys, the, the, the firehouse, the slime, everything like that. I still now, today, 30 years later, collect those toys. In the package, right? Paying un- MOC, bro. Paying unnecessary amounts of money for them on board, I'm, man. On card, on, on card. card. Get your shit MOC, bro. Yeah. Come on. That would be my number four. Just it, like it, it has stood the test of time. And honestly, I love two very close to just as much. Okay. Yeah, yeah that ooze. That shit made a mess of my mom's carpet more than once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See what it does to a toaster? Yep. You know what I'm saying? Makes it dance. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, so for, um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, I've got weird, like, so when I was 18, right, I worked at this place in Margate called the Margate Pub. I bust tables Friday and Saturday nights. And uh, for some reason, every night, every weekend, when I came home for whatever it was a year, I watched the movie High Fidelity okay. once, once a week. So I, I think I think I've probably seen that a hundred times. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with High Fidelity. I'm not familiar with it. Really? Yeah. What's what's the uh, synopsis? Um, well, it's it's based on a book. Uh, it's basically a guy John Cusack, who um, owns a record store in Chicago, mm. and it's um, you know him just his trials and tribulations with ladies and whatnot. Um, it's the first time I ever saw Jack Black in anything. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's he's got a really good supporting performance where he's you know. He's very Jack Black, but you know, <laughs> definitely Jack Black. Jack Black was amazing in Airborne, the rollerblading movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit, with Kevin Bacon? Uh, I don't think. Oh he, no, that's no, no. the air up there. Sorry, no. shit. And he was amazing in Neverending Story three. I said one time, I was like, I can't believe there's a Neverending Story three, and someone I, said, I, did, I didn't know it's that called either. the Neverending Story. <laughs> All right. Oh God! <laughs> yeah. That doubles as a joke for the right. Yeah, yeah. Of right. Shit! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Anyway, it's, um, I don't know. I High think, Fidelity? I, I think it's funny. Have you ever seen it, Paul? What? High Fidelity? Not in a very long time. Hmm. All right, what's, yeah. what's, what's, what's yours, Jay? Number four. All right, I'm going to go in the Army now. Paulie? Great choice. It, Bold move, Cotton. It is a um, it is a quality movie. I think that is acting in that movie. I think I think Paulie Shore's acting in Encino Man is top-notch. That was, that was right in his sweet spot, though. Encino Man, no, not Encino, uh, Jury Duty, Son-in-Law, no, no. In the Army Now. Yeah, I think it was Encino Man. Well, Encino, no, Encino Man, Man was before, though, but right. it was like, you know, after he kind of like did like the not-so-grindage movement. Right, right, right. Jury Duty, Son-in-Law, In the Army Now. Jury, yeah. Those were, ju- and, and Jury Duty, and then then also Jury Duty. Yeah. But those three movies. What about Jury, jury Duty? Uh, don't forget. <laughs> no, 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 that was Jury Duty. Oh, shit. <laughs> but th- those three movies were very solid. R.I.P. Rick Dukeman. Yeah. Yeah. Jury Duty and Encino Man. Yep. R.I.P. You ever see The Last Boy Scout? 
Yes. What am I thinking of? With uh, Damon Wayans and Bruce Willis. Oh, no, I haven't. Rick Dukeman's in there for like four seconds before he gets shot in the head. Rick Dukeman's in Die Hard. That's one of his best movies as well, too. Die Hard's a great one. Shut it down. Shut it down now. Yeah. Fifth and final, uh, before honorable mentions, Paul Paul Brown. Uh, (coughs) Was mentioned earlier, Batman 89. All right. Oh, fair enough. Run, run never can wavelength. never see it enough times. Pick more little things out. Like, and I, I think I've just come to appreciate the uh, Tim Burton way of making a comic book movie. Like, I look at everything from there, and for some reason, that movie very, very much reminds me of, well, not reminds me because it was fucking based off it, but first time I ever went to Six Flags Great Adventure and rode Batman the Ride, and how you walked through, and there was the abandoned cop car, and you go through the tunnel, and you see, like, I was young when I first went there, and I I feel like I was actually walking through Gotham City. It felt so cool to feel like I was walking through a movie set. Didn't didn't they do a Batman-like recreation you know where he came in through the zip line down the oh, oh, Batman yeah. stunt show. Yeah, the Batman stunt yeah, show. Yeah, I remember seeing the commercial. Was, they, that. Had, they had the. They had right, the I was there. I saw that. Yep. yep. Yeah, that one was very big cultural influence. Yeah. Uh, like I, I love that. I yeah, I agree. I mean, don't get me wrong. That movie is amazing, but I think just like uh, my honorable mention, that movie is like burned out with me. I enjoy it. I can watch it again, but to go back to it now, it's Goonies. Just a, that I I honestly I used to love Goonies. Yeah. I like and I do love Goonies, but like I can't at this point in time. I can't really bring myself to watch it anymore. Exactly. I'm just like, all right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. yep. Hey, you guys. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Baby Ruth. Yep. yep. Got it. Uh-huh. <laughs> all the punchlines still all right. there. All right, Chuck. Now it's time for who do you trust? Hubba, hubba, hubba. Money, money, <laughs> money. Money. Who, who do, do you trust? Um, I got to go Pulp Fiction. Okay. Yeah, that's that's my all-time favorite movie. I don't... I, he, he is an acquired taste. Um, it's funny because, like, I think a lot of stories at least for people our age, start out the way like yours did about brain scan, which is like, I was at my buddy's house at like all hours of the, all hours of the night. And like, he put this movie on. I was like, Oh, holy shit. Right. Yeah. Like I was at my friends and uh, it was like four o'clock in the morning and he put that movie on and he had seen it a couple of times and I just sat up and watched it. It's a long movie too. It didn't end until like six 30 in the morning. And I was so like, I was probably 10 and I was just like, un. No movie had made me feel that way before. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I, I just, I didn't know that a movie, you know, and he, I read afterwards that he, you know, he rips all his shit off these different Asian movies, but that didn't matter because that, that was the first one I saw, you know? Right, I got And you. I just, like, I didn't know that movies could make me feel like that. And I, like, I spent two and a half hours with those characters, but I wanted more time with them. And it was, I mean, you know, probably I've seen. 500 movies since then and I think in some ways I've been chasing that dragon ever since trying to get that feeling again no yeah I definitely understand what you're saying something that grabs you right from the beginning and you just want to stay there stay in it (laughs) yeah Uh, it's not like it was it's not like it told an incomplete story it wrapped everything up but I just I didn't want it to be over that's awesome Uh, so alright my my final yeah final I have to say the godfather awesome yeah, Cause, okay. Because I would have to agree with all of you guys. Picking things apart. I remember, I didn't see the movie till later in my life. I'd say in my 20s. Right. That's not a movie I saw, not a movie I was interested <laughs> in. But I remember seeing it and being, and watching it with my dad and him pointing things out that I didn't notice the first time I saw it all the way through. You know, the, the one scene where he's standing on the steps and he says, put your hand in your shirt, you yep. know, pretend you have a gun. Mm-hmm. And he tries to light a cigarette and his, his hand's shaking. Mm-hmm. And then he grabs, he grabs it and lights it and looks at his hand and realizes that he's not scared. You know, little things like that that really stuck out and just made the story that much better. The depth. Yes. Peeling back the layers. It's, I mean, it's just layers. The attention to detail. 
Yes. The he, little things. I mean, people have called the that little movie things. Boring. Little things. All right. People have called that movie boring, and I don't get it, man. No. I, I think that's three quick hours, and it's just. I mean, <laughs> the toll booth scene. It, it yeah, is, like the, I've never, I never felt that much anger in a, watching something when mm-hmm. he, when Carlo beat his sister and he went to go stand up for it and he got killed trying to stand up for his sister. Go ahead, break, break everything, you guinea brat. Go ahead. Whoa, racial slurs. <laughs> All right, podcast over. <laughs> we. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, is, that, so is, that, that, is that no good? So, so that, 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 that am, I gonna get Shane, am I going to get Shane Gillis? No, you're not oh, fine. shit. No. So, yeah, that, that would be mine. I think The Godfather. It had a, had a lot of things that um, every time you go back and watch, you can see the little... Yeah, it's a brilliant movie. Yeah. Um, you've been quiet. Are you not a Godfather fan, Paul? No, it's just Godfather is on like a different level. There's movies and then there's films. Yeah. And Godfather is one of those needs to be in the Hall of Record, you know, Smithsonian sealed away so that way future generations can enjoy it. Like, that's just... there. Yeah, there's Back to the Future. It's amazing. There's Ghostbusters. Then there's the fucking Godfather right. and stuff like that. Shawshank Redemption, movies like that. That's like... That's one of my wife's di- favorite movies. There's yeah. a difference between the movies that we're normally talking about. The Burbs, you know, right. Con- uh, you know <laughs> right. these Nicolas Cage movies. Yeah, yeah. And then there's fucking... The Godfather, There's yeah. Citizen Kane. There's, you know, there's The Godfather. <laughs> there's Shawshank Redemption. And there's uh, Schindler's List and stuff like that. No, Those types right. of movies are a whole different echelon where it's like, Godfather's amazing. I love it. But it's like, I had a tough time sitting through Godfather first time I saw it. Not because I didn't like it. Right. Because I'm a very impatient person when it comes to sitting and doing things. But as an adult now, when I watch it, I'm just so dialed in. Right. Like, you ever watch like the Master Cut where they just mold all three movies oh, right, together right, yeah. for one movie? Sweet. Jesus, like 11 and a half hours straight. Yeah, that's you come know? on TV from time to time. Yeah, right? yeah. and it's, I, I appreciate it much more than I did when I was younger. I didn't know what the hell I was watching. I thought it was an act, I thought it was actually a movie from the 20s. Wow. So, like, I had this weird uh, thing when I was a kid. Obviously, you didn't really know, like, special effects and all that. Put it this way. The Nirvana music video for In Bloom, where they're on the Ed Sullivan show. Yeah, it's a good video. I was blown away because I couldn't believe that those guys were that old to be on the, the Ed <laughs> Sullivan show. And it was like 19, what, 1991 or Four, something like that, yeah. 1992 yeah. in wow. that area. And I was like, wow, I'm only 10 years old. These, And I see these guys now. How do they look that way in the 60s? Did you think Weezer was really on Happy Days? I was a little older than that. <laughs> and yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good Al. <laughs> All right, so, uh, so let's go honorable mentions. So, uh, Paul, honorable mentions? Uh, honorable mentions. <laughs> Ooh, Suburban Commando. Oh, shit. Gotta throw a Hulkster movie in there. I, I can't not. Um, what was the other movie? The Babysitter? What was that? Uh, Mr. Danny. Mr. That's what I Mr. said. Nanny. And then it was Santa with Muscles. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but No Holds Barred trumps yeah, them all. Yeah, No maybe. Holds Barred trumps them all. <laughs> um, yeah, honorable mention, uh, most Hulk Hogan movies. And then there's actually one that I'm just thinking of now, and I'm mad at myself. Three Ninjas, High Noon at Mountain. Last Action Hero. Oh, shit, with, yeah. With, I, I, I despise. I will set myself... In the echelon is probably one of the biggest fans of Last Action Hero that has ever existed. And I think I'm getting kicked off the podcast. No. <laughs> How long is that movie? Two hours. It's a, it's a so, it's like a solid two hours and 20 minutes. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I like it because it was Arnold poking fun at his own movies and the humor was so bad. So bad. One of my shirts on Culture Popped is, the, ter- is the Terminator 2 poster but with Stallone on it instead. <laughs> I made that for a fucking shirt, and one person bought it. Nice. So, and it wasn't me or my mom. 
So it means I did okay. I love that movie. Like, I, I love everything about that movie. I love looking at the little tiny Easter eggs in it because okay, they, that's had, fair. they had the guy who played the T-1000 in it. They had, you know, Danny DeVito playing the cat. You know, and just even, like, looking at the toys. They had a toy line for this thing. And there was a giant playset that was never released. They filmed a commercial for it. The young Pete from Pete and Pete was in the toy commercial, and it looked a lot like the police academy fire or the police academy headquarters. But that toy was never released. I collect all the last action hero toys, and I can't get my hands on that one. So it's like my rosebud, if you will. Understood. I love that movie. It came out, and furthermore, if anybody has a line on a last action hero playset, get in touch, and we'll put you in touch with Paul. <laughs> not not NordicPod at gmail.com. Furthermore. That movie came out the same weekend as Jurassic Park. Jesus. And it is the only reason that I personally feel it was eclipsed. Uh, I have another shirt on Culture Pop. You're, okay. you're per- it's the Jurassic Park logo, but instead it says Jack Slater. Instead of a T-Rex, it has a, a Desert Eagle on it. <laughs> okay. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> where, where can we buy that? CulturePop.com with a K. Okay. Popped. P-O-P-P-E-D. Spelling it out of order. K-U-L. We're done. <laughs> as in... <laughs> the podcast is canceled. As in Jay's collar is currently popped. Yes, exactly. I'll pop, him, I'll pop him even more. <laughs> uh, so, honorable mentions. Uh, plane, plane, trains, and automobiles. Okay. Okay. I, I didn't... Uh, I watched the movie once and was not a fan. I, d- I don't like how Steve Martin treats John Candy. Mm. Yeah, but he... Very he, smug. Very, very smug. Yeah, but he learns his lesson at the end. He doesn't even, matter. He even says, yeah, I learned a little bit along the yeah, way. Yeah, but fuck him for treating him like that, though. What? So if you, nah, nobody, yeah. people can't change, in your opinion, Jason? Not not, not like that. <laughs> not like that. It's just like the same thing with Uncle Buck. When the, when the mom comes home and he did all that stuff. I don't know. I, like I said, like I, I struggle with that stuff. <laughs> like the last movie last movie he made, me, he made me watch, my punching bag was called a movie called Kissing, Kissing a Fool. With Jason Lee and... Uh, oh, okay. David Schwimmer. David Schwimmer. I didn't like the deception. There's something about it that made me uncomfortable the entire movie. Mm-hmm. And just like movies like that, people who are good, you know, right. it's like John, John Candy didn't do anything wrong. He was a little, he was a little overbearing. Little, he put his underwear in the sink. That was kind of gross. But that's what he's used to. Steve Martin's not used to it. So they got to, they got to live together. They got to, they got to co, they gotta coexist. That is true coexistence. Yes. Yeah. And I think about it. Steve Martin was pretty fucking smug in that to start out that movie. But then he opens his home to him at the end. At the end. At the end. Yeah, because he feels bad. Yeah. You no. think it's more of a selfish act? Yeah, unacceptable. Huh. I, I, maybe I gotta revisit the movie. I've seen, I saw it once and did not like it. Okay, so what? How about this extra bonus round movie that you'll revisit? There you go. I'll revisit that. Okay. Planes, trains. Jump. Uh, probably great outdoors. I haven't seen that in a long time. Okay. Uh, I'll have one, I'll add one more honorable mention. Four rooms. Four rooms. You know, four rooms. No. That might be a punching bag soon. So maybe we'll. Uh, oh boy. Oh uh, uh, well, yeah. We already know mine. Mine was the Goonies, but anyway. Raising Arizona. Oh okay. shit! Yeah. Because I feel like I used to like that movie, and then the last time I tried, I simply couldn't get through it. That's a fantastic movie, okay. in my opinion. There, I mean, John Goodman, fucking Nick Cage, like but <laughs> your like, boy Nicholas, your boy Nicholas, but like I couldn't get through it. Uh, so what are you gonna revisit, Paul? That was it. <laughs> hey, oh, that was my. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I thought I thought we were doing one that we uh, that we previously talked about. So, Justin P, you got thirty-eight minutes about your topic. Yes, so. thank you, <laughs> thank Yikes. you for that email. We really appreciate it. Hopefully, you're satisfied. So, uh, we're gonna go to a. Uh, what do you got? You're the quiz master this week. Yeah. So, right? so let's take a little break. Let's let's adjust, readjust. Okay. And we're gonna do because these these two are WWE WWF lords, as I like to say. So I got some questions. They're gonna chime in, and they're gonna answer them. And okay. let's see who does the bestest. Okay. Ever. 
Okay. That's that's uh, coming your way on the other end of this uh, this here pause. All right. Later. And welcome back. All it's right. Time for the quiz corner. All right. I called it. Go to hell. Go to hell. Go to hell. As we can see. That's Paul's buzzer, and this is Chuck's. Chuck. I am super duper cereal. Okay. Okay. So whoever chimes in first gets to answer the question. Sure. Some of these are two part. Some of these are three part. Why? Okay, well, I'll, I'll break them down in each one. Okay, ready? All right. First question. Fred Ottman, known as Tugboat, was a part of what tag team with Go what to wrestler? Hell. Super right. duper Go cereal. To hell. Got it. Go to hell. The Natural Disasters. With? Okay, with what other wrestler? Earthquake. Very good. All right, let me write Paul next to this. Paul. Go okay. to hell. <laughs> okay. <laughs> question number two. All right. What was the name of Mr. Perfect's country group? Fuck. Ooh. Uh. Oh. I am super <laughs> the West duper cereal. Wow. You are right. Okay. Second part of the question. What was the name of their hit popular dope track? I am super duper cereal. Wow. Good job. All right. That was Chuck. That's a, such a deep cut. <laughs> All right. Question number three. People at home. Play along with this. See, see if you're getting these. Go to hell. <laughs> All right. Now this this is this is a, this is a tricky question. I'm not sure if this is the right answer, so I might need your help. All right. What was the one two three kids finishing move? Go to hell. I hit the button without knowing it. <laughs> I I read your question as what was a one two three kids name. Before one two three kid, that's what I thought was coming. Okay. And it's not what came. Okay. Go ahead. Wait, he did some. It was some kind of spin kick, wasn't it? See, that that's the thing I have a problem with because I. Uh, okay, so hold on. Well, let, let, let's continue this. We'll, we'll leave that one. Okay. Up wow. in the air. Disqualify that. One. Okay. Who did he score a major upset victory over? Go to hell. Super. Razor. Super cereal. Right. Bitch. Very good. And furthermore. That is how he got the name one two three kid because he was the lightning kid on the first episode of Monday Night Raw. It's true. He was Razor Ramon came back as one two three kid later on down the line. It's true. Okay, now I got a question. What did he change his name to? Go to hell. One well, two three kid. What did he? What did the one two three kid change his well, name to? Well, there were to? two after that. No, he was the Lightning Kid, and then he was one two three kid. But then I he was Xbox. Super duper right. cereal. Yeah, but before. No, oh, uh, Xbox. That was that was the worst. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I thought I thought his finishing move was a moonsault because when he when he beat Razor Ramon, it was a moonsault. He did the moonsault off the top and hit him and pinned him. Did he do a moonsault? Yeah, he did do a moonsault. Yeah, that that was the finishing move there. But you're right, he also did a kick because I asked my wife about this, who was also a WWF fan, mm-hmm. and she said, "Didn't he have a kick?" And I said, "Yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't know that. I knew I liked her for some reason. <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> no, all right, all right, ready? Best. I'm kidding. All right, number four. Ready for this? Mm-hmm. Finish these lyrics from Hulk Hogan's Grammy Award-winning song, Beach Patrol, oh, featuring geez. Jimmy Hart. Ready? Yeah. Saw a girl drowning, sticky situation. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I have the cassette at home. I'll concede that to you, bro. Sing it like him, and you'll get it. Saw a girl drowning, drowning sticky, sticky situation. situation. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, this is going to... Wow. This is going to keep me up. I can hear the awful bass line. Okay. That he probably played himself. Dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-
All right, I guess this time's up. Okay. Eh, I don't know it. Saw a girl drowning. Sticky situation. She wanted me to give her mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Oh, God damn it. Shit. Wow. <laughs> the real best rapper alive. <laughs> exactly. This is true. All right, folks. Are we ready? Mm-hmm. Let's hear it. How did the Undertaker's family die? I am super, Fire. super serial. Very good. Who? Here's, here's part two. Who is Kane's father? Go to hell! Shit. Wasn't it Paul Bearer? Bravo! Okay. Okay. Let's, let's Wait, see. no. So further, didn't... Didn't... Wasn't it Kane who lit the fire that killed his family? No, it was the Undertaker. It was the Undertaker. The Undertaker. Yeah. 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 yeah, that was the thing. But he, what was Undertaker's original name? Kane the, the Undertaker. Undertaker. That's okay, true. I'm having a bit of a fucking neural... Disconnect here. His original name was Kane the Undertaker. That's, they dropped Kane. That's true. Undertaker, and then Kane turned out to be his brother. Okay, so question number six: What was the name of Coco Beware's McCall in the mid '80s to early super, '90s? Super Frankie. Super serial. Damn, very good. good. All right, let me write that down. Okay, here's a little side note. You know, he was the first wrestler to fall victim to the Perfect Plex. Mm. And he was the first victim Tombstone. of the tombstone. Yeah. Wow. And both wrestlers debut to WWF. Oh wow. A little side note. Poor Coco, he never won. <laughs> no, he d- he actually did. He won um against the Macho Man. But didn't he lose that against the... Yokozuna Yokozuna on the first episode? First episode of first, episode of, first yeah. match on Monday Night Raw, yeah, yeah. First match ever. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't it against Macho Man that he actually beat him? I don't know. It's Okay. Uh, Maybe I should put that in He was a glorified here. jobber. Oh. <laughs> Poor Coco. All right. Question number seven. Ready? Mm-hmm. Frankie died in a fire, by the way. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was very sad. Apparently, like, he, th- they thought there was a kid in there because he was yelling for help. Oh, my. That is very upsetting. Yeah, sorry. Way to bring the show down. <laughs> All right. Question number seven. To show how bad King Kong Bundy beat someone, what did, what did he demand of the referee? Super, five. super serial. <laughs> wow. Good job, Chuck. Okay, question number eight. Who carried around a brick-filled purse? I am super, Very good. super yeah. serious. I got a question. Yeah. Didn't she have a nickname, Scary Sherry? Didn't people so, call her that? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, think, didn't, uh, I didn't see that anywhere. I think Bobby, I think that was something Bobby the Brain Heenan called her. Yeah. Yeah, because I looked for that everywhere. So I thought her name was Scary Sherry, and there was like, Sher- uh, what was her name? Sher- Sensational Sherry. Yeah. Sensational Sherry. Yeah. Yeah, I was. Um, Wasn't it a very brief gimmick of hers? Yes, though, too? it was like a little person. She had—that's what I remember. She would yeah. carry it when she was with Macho Man, I think. When and she was when the Macho queen. Man was heel. Yeah, yeah. When he was the, when he was the king. Because remember, people used to, for some reason, confuse her and Luna Vachon. Sherry was much hotter. <laughs> well, I mean, without the makeup. So, but here, here's the thing. So, okay, here we go, folks. He's going to the phone. No, no, no. Here, oh I wanna, shit! I want to show you an, ex- an exact example as to why. Okay. All right, he's bringing up the phone, folks. He's pulling up some info. What's full? And he is showing... They, they, they had a similar Yeah, they nail definitely did. Yep. And a definitely similar look. Because she didn't have... She always had blonde hair. Changed herself over to dark hair to be that... Mystical... Uh, yes. Okay. Interesting. The longest... Question number nine. Longest woman's championship reign lasted 10,170 days and belongs to which WWF Hall of Famer? Go to hell! Uh, May Young. That is wrong. Ooh. Fabius Mula. Good job. Okay. <laughs> I figured it was one of the two. <laughs> uh, 
the, you know what was crazy? That's another one my wife gave me. I was like, mm-hmm. how did you, like, she didn't know the exact dates. Right. But she knew the, I was very shocked. All right. This is one that I hope you get, Paul. Okay. Paul, get ready. Who ripped, sure. who ripped the pants off Rick Rude for having their wife's face airbrushed on his tights? Go to hell. I am super, ahead, super serial. Oh, my God. Um, it was, um. I'll give you a 10 count. Like King Kong Bundy. Eat. Wasn't it Elizabeth? It was Macho Man's wife, Elizabeth? Who ripped the tights off? Oh, who ripped the tights? Hogan ripped the tights off of Rick Rude because of the... I'll have to say no. Okay. Okay. Chuck? It was Jake the Snake, and it was his wife, his wife Cheryl. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah, these That's are, another deep yeah, one. Yeah, these are, these are... I'm going... I was trying to go deep. Yeah. Because I didn't want to make it easy because you guys are lords of this, WWE. This is hard. This is hard. That's and, what she and, said. And plus, and plus, you're under pressure. Very, you know I mean, very much. Wow. Go to hell. All right. Who had a metal plate in their forearm? Go to hell. Luger. Very good. Yeah, that was real too. Yep. Was it really? Yeah, he got in a motorcycle accident. Right, but I thought that was all part of the gimmick. And he well, just they made it. it part of the gimmick. I mean, like, you know, when they reconstruct a bone, sometimes they have to put a plate in it. Well, I remember, too, they showed the x-ray. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> I don't remember that. I just remember him pulling it down, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Even as a kid, I was like, this is all fake. But I didn't know it was real. Interesting. All right, number 12. Question number 12. We have, all right, guys, we got two more questions. Okay. After Ted DiBiase performed The Million Dollar Dream, and stuff money into the mouth. Who would normally retrieve the hundred dollars? Virgil. Very good. Okay. Wait, are we supposed to wait until the question's done? You, don't, you, don't, you don't have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fine. <laughs> All right. I'm not hating. Go to hell. <laughs> now I guarantee Paul will get this. Go ahead. Make my day. Okay. All right, folks. What was the name of Hulk Hogan's failed Italian-inspired eatery? Go to hell. Super. Super cereal. Pasta mania. Son Very of a bitch. good. All right, that was all. That was all the questions. What did you guys think? That was cool. That was good. That, that was... test. That actually tested me. Which Two, is three. All right, you guys can vamp for a little bit while I count up the score here. I realize I've missed a spot shaving, so it's bothering me, and I'm picking out the hairs one by one. Let me see. You, you won't even be able to tell, but I can feel it. Uh, you know? Have you Have you ever had a beard? You never have, have you? I had a goatee for a very short time in 2008, and then I realized I looked like Captain Jack Sparrow and got rid of it. I was going to say, that's there. like when they had evil Spock on Star Trek. He Basically. was just like Spock with a little goatee. Yeah, it was it was really bad. All right, Paul, you got seven, I believe. So. Okay. Sorry. Are you sure I got seven? Because I feel like... Number were... one, number one tugboat you got. Chuck had to have gotten at least like... Chuck got number two. Oh, he got two questions. You're right. Right. So... Well, that's the problem with multi-part questions. You want to call it a draw? Folks. <laughs> call it a draw leaning towards me. That's <laughs> Folks, yeah, I forgot that some of these questions had multi-parts to it, so I failed. And some of them got them and some of them didn't, so. You know what? It's a draw. L- no, listen back and email us. Not, not NordicPod at gmail.com. Yeah, who, who won? Sorry, guys. <laughs> All right, so let's. I'd like to get into <laughs> your company a little bit. I'd like to hear some of the things that, you, that you're doing, things that you... Present, okay, to the sure community, to the community, to the fan base. Tell us, tell us, tell us about uh, your endeavors, Paul Brown. Yes, uh, please do. I thought we were going to keep the podcast under an hour. Uh, Kidding. 
joke, <laughs> but also very serious because like I don't know which one to, which one to talk about. Okay, so my main job that I do for a living is I build websites, I do social media marketing, uh, graphic design, branding, SEO, and all that good stuff. That's called Spotlight Marketing Solutions LLC. It's a locally based company. I work mainly with local other businesses. Um, that's like my my day to day. Okay. Uh, my one that I'm very passionate about is actually um, I uh, I have a brand which I've mentioned before called Culture Popped with a K. With a K. Culturepopped.com. Uh, that started out basically as um, graphic design on T-shirts and things like that, mashing up mall rats with Back to the Future and things you know, uh, that I love from pop culture, you know, all that good stuff. And I, I kind of used it as a creative outlet when I was working a job that I hated that was creatively stifling me and ruining my life. So instead of working at the job for a couple months before I quit, I just decided to start designing t-shirts and I didn't really do much actual work at the job. Uh, what I'm actually planning, and this will be the very first place that I actually talk about it, uh, kind of publicly and, and giving like details. Do you have details. like a drum roll or something? Uh, is that a drum roll? Hold on, there's one. Hold on, I know that I saw one here. Go to hell. There it is. Okay. Okay. Go so, ahead. The big um, announcement. Go big um, announcement, please. Oddly enough, right behind us over there, the guy with the beard is one of the owners of Farpoint Toys. Should we get him on the show? Uh, it'll derail everything. <laughs> it's like we're 15 people. Uh, just know Justin. I said hi. Uh, and hopefully he sees me. Um, so what I'm actually doing is culturepop.com, when you go to it now, culturepop with a K, uh, when you go to that website now, it takes you basically right to an Etsy store with nothing but merchandise on it that I make. Okay. Culture Pop will be kind of changing and evolving over the next couple months, uh, and I haven't talked about it publicly anywhere, to a kind of entertainment and pop culture-based hub uh, of all things movies, video games, television shows, comic Thanks. books, and collecting pop culture. I am working on a complete and total database of every single comic book and toy shop in the United States. Wow. Um, you know how those articles come out, like, you know, watch the new trailer for Star Wars Episode Nine here, blah, 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 yeah. blah. What to expect from Season 5 of Billions, all this stuff. Uh, one of the people that I hired is, uh, her name is uh, Amy. She was a writer for Screen Rant, Screen Junkie. She's incredible at what she does. She's going to be my editor-in-chief. Uh, we're going to have a YouTube channel that has multiple different video podcasts, uh, different shows on it. We're going to hopefully have a podcast network. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, say no, no more, more, say no wow. more. Who knows what could happen, but I kind of want to take the brand and turn it into a more widely accepted uh, entity. Like, I got press passes for New York Comic Con this year. Wow. But I got them after I had already booked a cruise, theretofore, ergo, I'm unable to go to New York Comic Con, but just knowing that I was able to get those through Amy, through her connections, and through her helping me push a new brand was amazing, and that's what I wanted to be. I kind of wanted to be how so much stuff in pop culture is done with this ego or bravado or I know more than this guy about this and that, and I have to throw my opinions into everything. I kind of want it to be like a love-all, know-all, all-or-welcome type deal. Might even throw an old-school message board for him on the site. Oh, Just okay. to see Shit. if that picks up. Woo. You know, because a lot of people are kind of sick of social media. No, it's it's you know <laughs> yeah, yeah I agree and it's it, I think I think it, you know some of my best younger years were spent on certain message boards in the tri-state <laughs> area and um, <laughs> centrifuge centrifuge uh, court <laughs> and I don't know I I I like the idea of it. so there will there will be merchandise there will be artist spotlights every month there will be new articles a YouTube channel with multiple different shows that's awesome it's, it's like a it's a community within itself reaching the community that's that's desiring this stuff. Right. It's, it's like a Nerdist, Collider, 
you know, looper type style. Watch website. Mojo kind of. Exactly. Just kind of okay. like that. So that's what we're going for. And that's the big one that I, that I have right now and that I love and enjoy and putting a lot to. I have two others that are small. I have a Hawaiian shirt store where I sell nothing but Hawaiian shirts. It's okay. called Shirt Tropic. Nice. Like shirt and tropic, but take out one of the T's, shirt tropic. But okay. with no case. And no case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And then I have the Confusing twi- the hell out Confus- of the listeners. Yeah, this is with a K, that's no with tea. a C. No T, three R's. <laughs> H-E, double L. <laughs> double N-C-O. <laughs> and then I have a store that sells only things with pineapples on them, or pineapple-shaped things. And okay. it's called Twin Pineapples Mall. It can be found at twinpineapples.com. Nice. And it is finally, I was able to name a business after something in Back to the Future. So that's what I do. That is awesome, man. And I talk a lot. Yeah, us too. Have I never not? Jay, in the, it is now 20 years that you and I have known each other. 20 years. You and I, 25. (laughs) But you and I, 20. You you two are two of the oldest friends that I have on the planet. And it. I've never shut up, and I'm sorry. No, I don't think I've ever actually shut up. No need, no need to apologize. <laughs> well, I, I honestly gotta. <laughs> He's going for it, folks. No, I wasn't. I just uh, wanted to check the time. What time is it? Uh, it is. Go to hell. <laughs> Seriously, man, I wish no, you a lot of luck because because that that does take a lot. Probably takes a lot out of you, but I I don't think it's uh it's a negative, right? There's no negativity. No, in it. it's, no, it's no negative to it. It's just it's so on a daily basis I have to compartmentalize my brain to think like not only all my clients for my main job that I do, but try to think like the people that I'm selling to with my other stuff. I mean, so it's like my creative brain never really has a chance to turn off, and that's probably why I sleep it sleep so well at night is because by the end of the day I am utterly exhausted mentally from always having to be on calls, emails, meetings, building websites, coming up with this and that, you know, trying to think like so many other people. So every day when I lay my head, you know, down in in bed, I usually fall asleep very quickly. Yep. Yeah. Well, I I mean, to me, you've always seemed like a guy who functions better when you're busy, you know what I mean? I'm an agent of chaos. I very much enjoy... A busy... Like your, boy, like your boy Heath. Yes, exactly. I'm Driven. an agent of chaos. <laughs> Driven. Uh, like I, I, Driven, determined. Boredom I mean, is akin to death to me. Yeah. I cannot stand being bored. It will drive me insane. So I just choose to fill my time with creative stuff that gets me thinking. I mean, the artwork on the t-shirts that you create, you say that you create them, correct? Correct. Amazing. I really love the Nothing But Trouble one a lot. I even asked you, I said, who did this? Yeah. I heard it. I was there. Yeah. yeah. True, true story. Yeah. Uh, we were there. <laughs> you know how hard it was to we find. We witnessed. You know how hard it was to find lettering that even looked like Escape from New York? An, an obscure 90s, you know, B-rated movie that's now a cult phenomenon? Yeah, but the, but the artwork that you did, you t- taking everything and mashing it all together. Right. Very impressive. Thank you. So I am very impressed with your, what would be the word, your mogul, uh, no, mogul, uh, mogul-esque? No, I would call it more my restlessness than anything. I don't want to call it mogul-esque Nothing, nothing makes me enough money to survive off of it single-handedly, uh, but I... But the drive you have. The drive yeah. I have and the ambition is there, and right. I just, I'm hoping that one of the things starts taking off. And if it does, great. And if it doesn't, then it is what it is. At least I still gave it a shot. And you're headed to Europe with Shattered Realm in a few weeks. E- it was a 2003. <laughs> no. Yeah, but I mean, you've always kind of been that way. Even when you were putting on shows in Atlantic City, you always, you always put 
everything you had into just, it. Just there's no reason not to just fucking go for it. Listen, right. dude, I, with with the past calendar year of my life that I've had, even let's call it two years since I left for North Carolina and lived down there, like I have no reason not to just give whatever I can to everything that I'm doing because life is and, short, bro. Yeah, and you never know. You never know when it's gonna when it's gonna be done. So why not just go out fucking enjoying yourself? So that's why all I wear is Hawaiian shirts anymore. <laughs> um, you know, I just I carry my little blind diabetic dog everywhere I go. I should have brought her. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, she was tired from her excursion today because she came with me to the comic book shop. But it's like I don't have it in me to just be out there of who I am and you know be upfront and just completely transparent with people. And it puts a lot of people off because I get it. I'm 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 a little much. I always have been. You know, and it takes a certain person to really kind of like tolerate and be like a friend to me because I'm always there. I'm always on. I'm always loud. But it's like I just. I don't know. I like leaving a room and leaving the people around me in better shape than when I got there. Unless there's a chandelier present. Indeed. Ah! And that is always worse. If you're a chandelier in the city of Baltimore, I apologize. <laughs> For leaving you on the floor. On the floor. Whoops, a daisy. <laughs> maybe, that, maybe that's a good place to end. Yeah. Yes, um, definitely. Well... Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for Small having round. me. I'm First so guess. glad we were able to do this. I, I wish you nothing but the best on this podcast, and I cannot wait to actually listen to the podcast. I'm kidding. Ah. This is the last episode, but I'm really happy for you guys, and I hope you keep going with it, and I hope that maybe in the future our paths cross again sometime. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you, you had something to do with getting this together, I think. I mean, Yeah, you're the, you're the one that spot. You told, told us to use Anchor. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. But that's the thing. People ask me stuff like this with creative things all the time. And not everybody and I, does it. And not everybody does it, so yeah. when I actually see people doing it, I get so jazzed for them. Even though it benefits me, not an iota, for you to do it and... You know, it, like I, I see so many people come up with ideas and then not execute them. So that's just really awesome that you guys actually did that. Thanks, man. We appreciate the input. We appreciate everything that you have done for us as friends. Yeah, man. In and, in our life. Yeah, in our professionally. World. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in a quick plug. Uh, if you're listening to this before the first weekend in October, uh, Saturday, October 5th, uh, the Mad Splatter at. Uh, Rhythm and Spirits in Atlantic City, I believe they're calling it. Listen, this guy promoting the ego so. on this. I know, damn. What? You, you, you never talk about Duke on a leash, you jerk off? Fair when was the last time I talked about that? You, you, you plug it at the end. No, I don't. I talk about Critical Role. Fuck you, man. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead, talk about it. That's it. The podcast is over. No, no, no. Like, go ahead, completely. So when's the show? This, this, this is it. Paul broke it. Paul got this us is, together and broke end. us up. This is the end of dog racing. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, uh, no that's it. October 5th, uh, Rhythm and Spirits in Atlantic City. Uh, Mad Splatter on Facebook. Uh, get at us. Uh, NotNordicPod at gmail.com. Yes. And, despite... <laughs> despite uh, what you may hear on the internet, we, we are, are not... Fact, not, not Nordic. Nordic. <laughs>